Welcome in everyone to Beyond the Beat with 32 Beat Writers. My name is Zach Hyduk, and today I'm here with our head content manager, Matt Olson. Matt, how are you doing? Doing great, Zach. It's uh, good to be back for another week. Yeah, yeah. You and I haven't talked uh, in a little while here, but uh, it's, uh, it's a good to talk with you live. And uh, yeah, we, we've got some interesting stuff coming up. The Super Bowl just ended a couple days ago, and so... Some people are winding down, but man, we're just winding up. Yeah, it's, um, you know, everyone's, we always kind of allude to it and say it, but uh, the in-season is our off-season. So, you know, and, <laughs> and the vice versa of that, our uh, our in-season is is your all's off-season. So we're hopeful that you uh, follow us along on this, you know, pretty much seven-month journey we have ahead of us. And uh, we'll be bringing you everything we uh, see happening daily. Yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, we got the new website up for everybody mm-hmm. who hasn't heard about that. Um, you really should check it out. We've got a lot of free articles over there right now, but we also have a premium section. And one of the things that we're doing is we're indexing all of the players and all of the player news. And so you can look at individual team or a college prospect group, and you can see all the news for each individual player, or uh, you'll also get our weekly right now, weekly summaries, uh, and then those move to daily summaries when everything really picks up uh, mm-hmm. in the off season. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Industry leaders use that. Uh, I've been hesitant to use their names, but they <laughs> uh, rhyme with Schmanacy, Schmutt, Fallers. <laughs> Um, and a bunch of other people like gambling people, like a lot of people use this. You just have to trust me on that one. So check it out, check out the Patreon, um, all sorts of things. So anyways, let's uh, get back into it. Um, we are going to get to a dynasty Superflex draft. Uh, we took mm-hmm. Matt Miller's NFL mock draft and then we drafted our mock draft off his mock draft, which is always fun. So uh real quick did you have any takeaways with the craziness in the super bowl the overtime that we got there with that um you know san francisco just can't seem to win win a game uh kyle shanahan you mean i mean yeah maybe more kyle shanahan it's just that whole playoff run was like the same thing for them over and over and over and it just they just couldn't complete it on that final game um i think the shakeout you know, that we see from that Super Bowl loss is, is going to be some big time news here over the next few weeks. Obviously, uh, Brandon Ayuk is frustrated, I guess, for yeah. lack of a better term. Um, I don't know that he could have done like going back. I, I watched a little bit of some all 22 tape and he looked a bit sluggish at times. And, and that could have been because of frustration. Mm-hmm. And maybe that kind of alludes to maturity. Um, we've ne- I've never really seen him docked for that but you know we obviously saw travis kelsey explode on the sidelines and uh yeah. you know it's it's a i guess all i'm getting at is that it's a more emotional game than i think people realize and when you have that many emotions flying high you know mm. and especially the aftermath maybe say things you don't mean so i'm really curious to see how it kind of a few of those guys play out um, but yeah, that was probably my biggest takeaway is just the fallout of the game. 
Yeah, yeah. Brandon Ayuk has been. Uh, was it his rookie season? Was kind of in the doghouse, or was it the mm-hmm. second season? I forget. Um, but was in the doghouse with Kyle Shanahan. I don't know. Maybe they just rub each other the wrong way sometimes. But with um, yeah, I, that that game was kind of slow until the the fourth quarter, really. But mm-hmm. the 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 biggest thing for me was just the timeout thing. I think I retweeted. Yeah. Um, who was it? Kyle. Um, oh, I'm blanking on his last name now, but he, he posted, he said, uh, we, why, when are these coaches going to get just a Madden player up mm-hmm. in the booth to tell them when to take timeouts? And I know that sounds really reductive and like, Oh, we're so much better than these guys, but like, I'm not claiming that I am a better coach than Shanahan. That's obviously stupid or offensive coordinator. I can never do what he does, but what I can do is recognize, Hey, the chiefs are going to score. I should call timeout. Just do it, man. So that was that was infuriating. I'm just mm-hmm. yelling at the TV like, bro, what are you doing? Like, it's Pat Mahomes. Like, they get the ball in the second yeah. half. You're going to let them score, drain the clock, and try to score again? Like, And I, I don't think they did. I think that was the first possession he threw a pick. But still, like, you don't know that's going to happen. you got to. Mm-hmm. That's wild. So, yeah, that was I, don't, I don't get how any team in that scenario doesn't burn every single timeout they have. It, it was – and no one gets in your headset and says – Hey, you think we should take a time out here? It just yeah. it just seems very odd, but okay. it is what it is and it's over now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh moving on to other news then. Yeah, that's the end of the season for everybody. But like we said, it's <laughs> yeah. not the offseason. So uh, with that, uh, congrats to the Chiefs again. Uh, but uh I, I wrote in here before a little bit of news came out this week. I was curious if could Caleb Williams end up in Washington. You know, we saw them hire Cliff Kingsbury and the mm-hmm. odds for field staying in Chicago were really um, reasonably like they weren't totally crazy for him to stay. And I was like, that's weird. Um, now that of course has changed. Uh, we saw that uh, he may end up going to Pittsburgh now. That's the news out today. Um, so I do think that, uh, Washington is not going to be able to move up. I think Chicago was asking too much. So I was just touching on that. I do have a quick question for you though. Zach Robinson, uh, former Rams, uh, was he their <clears throat> tight ends, uh, coaches? No, sorry. Pass game coordinator mm-hmm. and uh, quarterback coach for the Rams here in two, uh, 2023. Uh, also former Patriots seventh round quarterback, uh, by the way, that <laughs> out of Oklahoma state. Uh, he goes to the Falcons as offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Is this good for Bijan Robinson? Got Kyron Williams, Todd Gurley. Those are some good names out of that system. I mean, how can it be bad? Or how can it be any worse than it was? What's what's that's a better question. Yeah. <laughs> let's set the bar there to start. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah. I don't know how much you know individual player dynamic will will go team to team. I I like to think. Robinson's a better overall player than Kyron. Now, you know, maybe I'll die on that, you know, cross later. No, I, don't, I mean, he was drafted it. at eight. So if you're wrong about yeah, that. Um, you know, I, I think if something's going to happen, there's, there's assuming that you, even if they stick with their current QB situation, let's just, just say nothing changes. Everything stay status quo there. I don't see how Kyle Pitts can have any worse of a year. Mm-mm. I don't mm-hmm. see how Bijan Robinson can be any underutilized. And I like to think they're going to find a number two wide receiver. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here. 
in our mock draft. But I don't see how they don't find someone to put on the opposite side of the field of um, London to kind of take some pressure off of, off of them. Um, so I, I got to imagine the only direction you can go in that offense for fantasy relevant players outside of QB is up. Yeah. 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 No, I completely agree. I think there's a little bit of hope there and, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with new offensive coordinator out of the Shanahan scheme, Zach Robinson. All right. Well, uh, Hey, you mentioned it. Let's just get right into our mock draft. That's what the people are here for. Uh, it was very popular post on Twitter. So if you have already seen it, sorry, but you get to hear our takes on it. And if you haven't seen it, Hey, go check it out. Uh, after we're done talking about it here, you can find it at 32 beatwriterscom Our staff's dynasty Superflex draft again, based on Matt Miller's NFL mock draft. So let's just run down through the picks here. This is as Matt Miller mocked everything in the real NFL draft at one one we got Caleb Williams. Now, of course, there are going to be some defensive players in here. I'm skipping over all of those, so we're just naming offensive <laughs> fantasy relevant guys, all right? Caleb Williams, quarterback, USC. Drake May to Washington at two. Jaden Daniels to New England at three. Marvin Harrison, Jr. to Arizona at four. Malik Neighbors, Los Angeles Chargers. A lot of people have uh, have uh, Brock Bowers going there. Um Roma Dunza to New York Giants. Bo Nix to Denver. J.J. McCarthy at 13 to Las Vegas. Brock Bowers down at 14 to New Orleans. Brian Thomas, Cincinnati. Dallas grabs Keon Coleman out of FSU. And to wrap up the uh, first round, Kansas City grabs Xavier Worthy, wide receiver out of Texas. Going through round two here, we'll make it quick. Lad McConkey, wide receiver out of Georgia, goes to Carolina at one. Adonai Mitchell, wide receiver to Tennessee Titans, six. Michael Penix Jr., quarterback to Minnesota at 10. Devontae Walker to Atlanta, wide receiver out of UNC. Troy Franklin, wide receiver from Oregon, out to Las Vegas to join new quarterback J.J. McConkey. Yeah, JJ, sorry about that. Uh, Troy Franklin to uh, wide receiver Oregon goes to Las Vegas. That's what I just said. We'll edit that maybe. <laughs> Xavier Leggett, wide receiver, South Carolina to New Orleans. Malachi Corley, wide receiver to Indianapolis. Roman Wilson, wide receiver, Jacksonville. Jatavion Sanders, tight end to Cincinnati. Green Bay grabs Jonathan Brooks at running back. And to wrap it up, Buffalo grabs Jalen Polk wide receiver from Washington. All right. I know that was a lot for everybody, but let's just go down through and uh, pick maybe three guys each that uh, we picked and, and why. So, um, I mean, you had first pick off the bat, you know, I, uh, you shocked the world and went with uh, Williams. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't think we necessarily need to dive into that if you don't want to. But you you tell me, sir. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. I guess should we give everybody the picks that we actually made? I yeah, I say we run them down as we go. Okay. Do you want to read it just, off? Yeah, I don't mind. Um, just stop me if you know you want to talk about a guy. Um, Max took number two at number two. He took Marvin Harrison, um, which you know you got you got to admire the talent there's been some odd news about maybe he's not the first wide receiver off the board, but 
I think there are people, you know, yeah, I think you alluded to it earlier where we were talking before the show started about how we're in, for a lack of a better term, a mild dead zone. I think people are doing anything for clicks currently in some cases. (laughs) And uh, I think if Williams isn't, you know, your first QB and Harrison isn't your first wide receiver, you're probably just trying to get someone to click on your stuff. Um, I ended up taking Jaden Daniels at three. Um, on I made a quick note on there that I, I didn't love the spot, but I am intrigued of uh, someone with some athleticism finally being in New England. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's more of a, you know, being from Boston kind of scenario. Um, going at number four was uh, Neighbors. Um, interesting. His his stock is shot up a little bit. Um, I like your your line in here of QJ doesn't scare me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing. You know, I mean, they just drafted a first round round first round first round wide receiver last year, uh, but I don't really. I mean, the GM isn't there anymore, uh, and I don't see any reason why they can't go do it again. So I don't think it's totally wild. Uh, and they're probably going to lose both Keenan and um, Mike Williams within this year or next. And so if that happens, you're going to need a guy. So Malik Neighbors makes sense. He's got a lot of, I mean, that's what I put. Yeah, talent and opportunities, lands in a great spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a super flex, two wide receivers go before three quarterbacks. That does sound that's crazy a little bit. But, I mean, if it. If it feels like you can pair a, a really talented guy who actually can catch the ball uh, with uh, with a uh, really talented uh, uh, Justin Herbert, I'm going to mm-hmm. take that guy. So, yeah, that's where I landed. I mean, if you just theoretically, if if he if neighbors comes aboard, right, you have to imagine where he's got to be playing pretty pretty good amount of snaps if you're drafting that talent. Does that um, does he immediately leapfrog? Yeah, Johnson. I mean, assuming I mean, camp is even, nothing yeah. crazy happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're going to give Johnson his chances. You're not going to just bail it completely on a first round wide receiver. I mean, he is under contract with them for another three years at least. So, I just don't see that happening. I would be shocked if they traded him. Um, mm. I think you're just gonna. I think I'd have to look back at Williams's contract, but I don't think he's actually with them this year. What's I don't I think it's up uh, or they have an out one of the others, and uh, he's just been so injured. So there's a reality where the three wide receivers could be Keenan, who as dominant as he was at times, is not the same type of player, and also is older. And like at some point, he's going to decline. That just happens to everybody, and so you could have the number one receiver for Justin Herbert by the end of this year, I think. And so that's, yeah, I don't know that it happens immediately. We see that with Mm -hmm. anyways. So that would be my hope. And frankly, would you rather Malik neighbors? I mean, I guess according to this draft, we want Malik neighbors less than we want Marvin Harrison in Arizona, but there's some questions at least about uh, Kyler Murray. I don't know that they're always fantasy questions, but (laughs) You know, it exists. I'm going to probably get killed for that, but I wouldn't. I don't know. It's just, I am going to take the stability of Herbert there for sure. I like that a lot. So No, for sure. Just to uh, go back on your contract situation with Williams. So there is an out after this year. 
It's after so this is where. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I was. I meant after the season. Okay. I spoke there. Um, but dude, the numbers are big. So the dead cap would be 12 mil, but his cap hit currently is 32 mil. So Mm. I'm curious to see what they do with him. Yeah. But after the 24 season, is he under contract? No, he's an unrestricted free agent. Okay. So at the end of this year, Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, maybe I was a tad misguided in all of my thoughts there, but I think the general principle still stands. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Either way. Um, next pick was Max taking uh, Drake May at five. Um, you know, he mentions about the liking the pairing with Kingsbury. I can't really deny that. I think, you know, May would actually be a good fit, assuming Kingsbury runs a similar offense to what we've seen mm-hmm. in the past. Um, I know there's been knocks on that his offenses don't seem to work in the NFL, but I still think there can be productivity to be had in Washington should may land there. Um, I went Brock Bowers at uh, number six. I got, you know, a little excited, I guess I'm still living off the hype of last year's rookie tight ends. And uh, yeah, you know, I, um, I saw that picture of Gronkowski next to Brock Bowers and immediately decided I probably shouldn't have picked that. No, I'm just kidding. But it was, <laughs> it's pretty terrible. Um, yeah, I, I do like the landing spot in New Orleans They, It should be a good fit. It should be early productivity. Um, I like your pick next here with, uh, Adunze. Oh, yeah. I don't love the giants landing spot, but. Yeah. What's your take there? Yeah, I mean, I wrote, you know, big, strong, fast. Uh, and when I say this, I mean it statistically speaking. He makes 50-50 balls, 70-30 balls. Like, he is mm-hmm. the most dominant wide receiver by far in, coming into the draft, by far on anything that's 50-50 balls. It's it's not even close. So, yeah, I don't like him playing with Daniel Jones. Um but I'm going to take talent when I get the opportunity and he's the most talented wide receiver on the board. He's really, really good. And there ain't nobody else around in uh, <laughs> giants territory to really compete with. So uh, yeah, it looks like Barkley may not even be with them this year. So even those targets mm-hmm. are going bye-bye. So that's kind of uh kind of thoughts. I mean, isn't it crazy how bad, like me and you are both <laughs> Patriots fans for this next yeah. statement I'm going to make. Um, sorry, please continue to listen to this podcast if you hate the Patriots. Um, but isn't it crazy how many wide receivers seem to have been cycled through the Giants in the last like two to three years of just yeah. oh, this is going to be the guy, this is going to be in similar guys. I'm not saying Rome's similar to what they've drafted, but it's no, it's like no. they're just trying to stick anything and it just it hasn't been working. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of them have been like some sort of slot guy or smaller mm-hmm. speedy guys. Like I, Kadarius Tony was the most, you know, dynamic, I guess you'd say, and they booted him for obvious reasons after the, you know, uh, the first two years was it? So it's, uh, um, or was it even the first year? I forget. That's wild. I'm, it's for anybody who doesn't know. It's late, in my baby's teething. So forgive me for any <laughs> mess up here. Um, but with that, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And honestly, everybody gives the Patriots roster, and it, rightly so, it's a desolate wasteland. But the Giants roster, particularly on offense, like if Daniel Jones doesn't work out, like 
other than some guys on the offensive line, like, man, what do you got? Especially oh, if gross. leaves. Like your host. So I don't know with them. Uh, they definitely need some talent there. We'll see what goes. Um, and I, I don't anticipate Daniel Jones being around there long. And I normally don't like drafting guys who I anticipate having a rookie uh, uh, under center in the next mm-hmm. couple of years. But I mean, yeah, I, you never know. Maybe they bring in a, a reasonable, a reasonable veteran. So. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, kind of just moving along here, kind of one I was shocked at, um, both landing spot wise and, and Max's pick wise, uh, Bo Nix to Denver at eight, um, mm-hmm. definitely could be interesting in, in Sean Payton's offense. Um, obviously we still need to see what happens with Russell Wilson. Um, I went JJ McCarthy at nine. Um, as you mentioned, he's going to Vegas. I think it just... <laughs> the hype on this dude is out of control this week. Like we need to all dial it back a little. I think so. I mean, what was, I can't remember who quote the quote was from, but it was like, not obviously Harbaugh being like, Oh, he could be the first QB off the board, but it was something Mm -hmm. about front offices just loving this kid and that he, someone quoted him as he could have been Joe Burrow. If if Joe Burrow threw threw the ball or or more or something like that. Yeah. Um, I would like whatever drugs that person is on because they are living a great life. <laughs> <laughs> you almost made me spit my water. Right. <laughs> um, I may, maybe the combine goes great. Maybe his pro day goes great. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong here. I just it seems so high for him, for me. Mm. Um, now if he does land there, I like a lot of things. I like that. Um, the athleticism. I've talked about that a lot this off season, but it just. It just seems high to me, all in all. That being said, for fantasy reasons, I like QBs that run. Whole Konami mm-hmm. code thing, I'm, I endorse. I think McCarthy's going to be more athletic in the NFL and try, need to do more. So that's why I picked him there. Um, next up was Brian Thomas going to Cincy at 10. Um, that was your guy. I think, you know, mm-hmm. the obvious Boyd-Higgins scenario is probably at play there, if nothing else. Um, anything else you want to add there? You want me to keep going? Uh, yeah, no, I think just real quick and we can go. I think T Higgins is probably going to be back this year. We uh, put some news out about that as well. Posted a TikTok for anybody who hasn't uh, following us there. Go ahead and do that. We sometimes put some content out there that isn't anywhere else. So do that. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so I think Higgins is there. There is a small possibility of a tag and trade and maybe a, maybe a tag and trade next year although then it gets pretty expensive but i would be pretty surprised if he's not tagged i don't know if he's definitely on the team but i'd be pretty surprised if he's not tagged um and then boyd's gone so that's where you get the opportunity and then in the future as well with uh brian thomas so yeah but we can keep moving um max next took uh xavier worthy um i think he's just (laughs) from his explanation i think he's dying as a chiefs fan to see and get a Tyreek replacement and obviously worthy has the speed um, to potentially do that. Um, The last pick in the first round of our 12 team draft, I took Michael Penix based off of the fact that he landed in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how you cannot love that landing spot. Um, I even said, this is the steal of the draft quoted it. <laughs> um, yeah. Before we even finished, 
Um, but I don't get how you could hate someone as accurate as him throwing to Jefferson, Addison, Osborne, and Hawkinson. I, I just how does yeah tell me why he fails there outside of an injury i mean of all the qbs drafted in this mock caleb williams to uh chicago drake may to washington Jaden daniels to new england gross (laughs) jj mccarthy to las vegas and bonix to denver i think he definitely has the best receiving core so maybe we're all just stupid yeah letting you get in at 112 does seem a little bit crazy um in a way like he has in some capacity and and i think the system can be friendly you know mm-hmm. everybody wants that shanahan style scheme and that's kind of the tree that they're from over there so yeah i i think you're right thank you for agreeing with me sir <laughs> um diving into the second round first overall um was roman wilson um I mean, if I was you and I was at the Excellent. Senior Bowl, I'd, I'd probably be all over this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have him here going to Jacksonville from that ESPN mock draft. Uh, you know, he's fast. He gets open. Doesn't seem to waste his opportunity. The Senior Bowl was big for him, like you mentioned. Um, I mean, he he's just one of the better, um, you know, it's just he at the I, I think the combine is going to juice his draft stock. Right now, I just I think people are underrating him a little bit, and you know maybe I'm overrating him because I saw him in person and all of that. He's not big, but uh, he's got hands on him, and he could get open against anybody. He burned uh, Quinion Mitchell even tripping over himself. Uh, so you know it, it's uh, and in Jacksonville, if he lands there, uh, it's odd. You know Christian Kirk is kind of that guy uh, that they mm-hmm. have there right now. So I, I'm not sure how that would shake out. But they'd have to pay a second for Calvin Ridley to stay and a contract. So it makes sense for them to draft a wide receiver and just let Ridley go as much as it feels like paying a third for a guy you don't resign isn't worth it. But paying a guy, what, $15 million to stay and a second when you Mm -hmm. could just draft a guy in the second makes a ton of sense. I agree. Um, Mac up next, Max went with uh, Lad McConkey. Um, I mean, this guy's shooting up too. Listen, love him, but I I just don't know if we're getting ahead of ourselves here. The route running is obviously great. You know, I just, some of these guys are already getting hyped that I don't know fully where it's coming from. I don't know if you have any McConkey takes, but it just seems seems interesting. Like, you know, Max notes him sliding in next to Thielen. Good person, obviously, as a mentor. Um, I don't know. I just think it's, I think it's too early there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like him. He could get open against anybody. He felt like he had the most consistent senior bowl. And for anybody who's curious and didn't listen to it, you can listen back to our previous episode where we talked with Cody Carpentier kind of went into that a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely buzzing. And this time of year is, is kind of that time of year for, people who you weren't really necessarily expecting to start to creep up on everybody's draft boards. And it seems like this guy is one of them this year. So going For to Carolina, sure. I just, the situation there, it just seems so bleak, but maybe they turn it around. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, Zach rings, a, a, he's going to die on that Bryce young Hill. So yeah, well, and he might know. die. That's the thing. <laughs> so. um, next up. I took uh Tez Walker. 
um, slated to Atlanta. Um, kind of alluded to it earlier. Like some, they have to find someone across from London. Um, obviously, uh, the speed is something to keep an eye on there. He's got that speed, that agility, that acceleration. Um, just think it'd be a nice fit there, assuming you know that he lives up to the hype. Yeah, yeah, and I want to be with you uh, again down at the Senior Bowl. Like it was those things. Like I would be taking a video and be like, "Oh yeah, oh no!" Like he would, he can get open against anybody there, and there are first round picks at corner there. This year now, of course, sometimes they're in advantageous positions, but even in 11 on 11s, like he there were it was it was not very often that he wasn't getting open, but like hmm. he just didn't finish. And notes like if you look at like uh, NFL draft buzz, one of their notes on him is that he tends to make body catches. And I've noticed watching back through things like if the ball was outside a little bit or up a little bit or down a little bit like he just had a hard time bringing it in it just didn't happen now in the senior bowl we saw that he had seven targets zero catches nobody else as far as mm. i can see had more than one or two targets with zero catches now i understand that it's not the best you know in the, in the actual bowl game it's not the best opportunities all the time but there were several times where he got one or two hands on it and still just didn't bring it in even if they're tough catches like i tweeted about it during the game it just is frustrating to watch I'm a little bit worried he's going to be the next Kadarius Tony, like not from an attitude wise, maybe, but like gets everybody excited about his talent, but just mm -hmm. can't put it all together, you know? And that's, I don't know. Um, somebody else brought up a friend of mine uh, brought up, maybe he's not the next Kadarius Tony, but I'm trying to remember who he mentioned, but just that inconsistent guy that you get frustrated mm -hmm. with seeing the obvious talent, but it just doesn't work out. So that's my only concern with him, but it's obvious he can, he's, it's obviously he's talented. Fair. Um, next up was your pick at um, fourth in the second round, uh, Malachi Corley uh, to Indy, which seems like a great spot for him there. Um, Zach or Max to Keon Coleman next. So to kind of just dial back real quick, uh, Matt Miller had Coleman going to Dallas at 24th overall in the first round. And uh, no bunch of us passed on him. Um, mm -hmm. And he didn't get drafted until the second round, fifth overall pick. Keep in mind, we're in a 12-man draft here. Um, you know, and Max brings up a good point. You know, he he's worth the risk going to Dallas, not having to be number one. And getting acquainted with their team, that offense, and then growing there. I mean, we did see the flashes at Florida State, for sure. Um, we saw a lot of questionable stuff as well, kind of, dare I say, Nikhil Harry-esque. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the scary word. That's the scary word. So, um, so well, I, I think a good landing spot. I think good value at 2-5 for sure, but we'll see. We were clearly all semi not out, but cautious on him to let him fall that far. Yeah. Yeah. I got to be scared about those 50, 50 guys who mm -hmm. aren't truly dominant. So that's, I think where we're all at. Um, next up, I took Jalen Polk to Buffalo. Um, you know, I think my biggest note there was 
you know, you have Diggs who Lord only knows what's going to happen with that guy. Um, <laughs> it just seems so strange that he's, you know, a weird end to the season, just a little, you know, non-content or frustrated with things. Um, yeah. Obviously, Kincaid is talented. Uh, Shakir is, I, honestly, I think probably the bright spot on that wide receiving core right now. Um, so why not bring in someone to compete, see what they can do in camp? You know, I think the talent's there for Polk. I think, you know, if those guys do stay around, not a bad group to learn from. Tons of talent there. Um, good landing spot overall, especially at, you know, 2-6. Um, next up, you want Troy Franklin to Las Vegas to, you know, pair up with J.J. McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Um, anything there to add? Yeah, just, you know, I'll take the upside at that point in the draft. Um, you know, from Oregon, they're playing with Knicks. Uh, I just, yeah, again, the rookie with rookie, uh, you know, you sometimes get concerned about, obviously we saw out of Houston this year. It didn't mm-hmm. really matter that that was the case. Now I don't anticipate JJ McCarthy, even if he is good, is he going to be, you know, as good as that situation? I don't know, but, um, yeah, I just uh, if, if he if JJ McCarthy does surprise, and we're all sleeping on his number one wide receiver after, um, uh, uh, wow, after Devonte ends up leaving. <laughs> yeah, I get as late, uh, but after Adams leaves, I mean, how long is he really going to be around for? And again, he's getting a little up there too. But even if he doesn't, you know, take a number two with a number one distracting everybody. That's not always a bad thing. So, no, for sure. Um... Next up, uh, Max actually took the first running back off the board and Jonathan Brooks um, heading to Green Bay. Um, I think Max brings up a very good point here of that not great for day one production. Um, But, you know, you have question marks ahead of him in terms of contracts and status and and so on and so forth. Why not take the shot here? Um, Then we have uh, the tight end Sanders going to Cincy next. I... You know, I jumped on that just because I'm a believer, and you know, you talked about this earlier. Something has to stick in mm-hmm. Cincy with with the offensive shuffle. Why not give me a talented, big body tight end that you know could help Burrow out? He he tends to use a tight end in, in clutch moments. I think a playmaking tight end is, could go a long way in that offense. Um, next up was. Uh, Xavier Legat to New Orleans by you. Um, definitely a guy who's catching some flack, you know, uh, at least from what I've seen on his consistency and whatnot. But obviously you're down at the Pro Bowl with this guy. You seem to love your Pro Bowl people. I see that. Yeah, yeah, the senior bowl guys. I mean, there's quite a few senior oh, bowl guys senior on this bowl, list. Yeah. yeah, but I did. You're right. I took Corley, Leggett, um, Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. And uh, – uh roman uh roman wilson sorry uh no you're right i mean this draft would be interesting if new orleans in the first and second rounds mm-hmm. takes uh two offensive guys you know in bowers and uh Leggett there although apparently he wants to go by like Leggett or something which is his name he has the right to do but uh, i guess i'm glad that you're getting it out now as opposed to halfway through the season but yeah it's just a uh there are some concerns seems to be falling down some boards i think it all comes from what happened at the senior bowl there he's a little bit shorter again talked about him a little bit shorter than we anticipated that is um he is still a fairly physical guy it was obvious while he was down there he's not small but 
Uh, just felt like we expected them to dominate a little bit more, had a really bad day one, ended up having a better day two and three. So, although he was out part of day three, so uh, with an ankle injury or something or other of that nature. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but I'll take it. He'd be a two or three there, and uh, if Olave can help him out and Derek Carr, I think people give a harder time than maybe they should for fantasy sometimes. Uh, we'll see. Second year in the system, maybe things can go a little bit better if that happens. Mm-hmm. I think we uh, we're gonna have a last name battle like uh, a chain, a chain, and a chain from yeah. last year. <laughs> Got to land the boat somewhere, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then last but not least, rounding out our mock draft um, was wide receiver Mitchell out of Texas or uh, going to Tennessee. Um, you know, I think there's a reason he's he's dead last. Tennessee seems, for some reason, everyone seems to think it's a wasteland. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I you're live, there. Is that the case? Yeah, yeah, I live here in Nashville. I hear it. The Like, the talk radio is just constant Titans frustration. I think everyone is so angry still at the A.J. Brown, Traylon Burks, you know, kind of not – how it went down, but why it went down and how there were thoughts in the building of, Oh, he could be replaced immediately. And, you know, we'll go after the veteran, which ended up being Hopkins, which Hopkins had a fine year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we, we do kind of forget that Levis did flash. I mean, hell look at his first game that he played where he, he threw those four touchdowns. Everyone thought he was, you know, the next CJ Strout and, uh, you know, things obviously went in a little bit different direction the rest of the year until the injury, but there is reason for optimism. And, you know, Hopkins isn't going to stay young forever. Burks isn't the answer. Why not take a guy that could turn into their number one? So I fully understand where Max is coming from there. And uh, that pretty much wraps up the draft. Yeah. Lots of good stuff there. Yeah, I'm excited. This year, it seems like there's a lot of offensive talent that's going to be going in the first couple rounds there. Once you get Mm -hmm. past this, then it it tends to taper off. But uh, especially at running back, which we didn't even really talk about that, Jonathan Brooks of Green Bay, the only running back in this particular draft here. But uh, just is probably going to be one of those years, guys, for fantasy. Mm -hmm. might be a good year in your super flexes, especially to have those third, fourth round picks just take a bunch of shots. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you can find this article for free up on our website. Again, make sure to go check that out. There's a lot of good stuff over there. There are some good things for free. Uh, we had a uh, Steve Isaac uh, recently posted a uh, RB free agency article. So check out those guys uh, and get your whole primer on that for this offseason. And uh, other than that, yeah, I would just thank you, everybody, for listening and joining us. We're glad uh, to have you here. On this episode, don't forget to like, rate, and review. It really does help us out. Share it with a friend. Don't hold a secret, please. Also, if you haven't yet, like we said, be sure to check out the Patreon on the website at 32beatwriters.com. For Mr. Matt Olson in Nashville, Tennessee, and all of the 32 Beat Writers staff, I'm Zach Heidi. We'll see you guys later.